this is an eavesdropping conversation and I'm here with Eleanor Cully sitting Hi. in the chapel. <laughs> um, the day before your eavesdropping performance. Yes. So tomorrow, tomorrow night you'll be sharing some new music with us. Mm -hmm. Very excited. <laughs> I am too, because I know very little about what you're going to be doing, okay. which is really fun. Eleanor, can you introduce us a bit to your music? Um, I think I've described you as composer slash vocalist. Yeah, so I do a few different things. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm composing for other people, uh, which often involves me using my voice or some instrument or doing something. Sometimes I'm performing, as I will be tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow is the first time I've really performed a set of, of works that I've had a, a part in creating, but as a performer mm -hmm. primarily. And, well, I've thought creatively about the curating and how it feels to move through the set, but... So more as a performer than a composer? Yeah, tomorrow. Which yeah, is a shift? I think. Yeah, mm. it is a shift. Um, a shift I made, I think, for, for eavesdropping, because mm -hmm. I thought it would be a really nice chance to explore this, but I learned so much from performing other things and thinking about different things, and I think I'm in a place where I'm really trying to learn more and branch out a bit more as a singer, mm. but also just as a performer and someone who does things <laughs> in front of an audience, maybe. A music creator I, I must say I don't really love that term but no. it's um it's handy and that it encompasses both composition know, and performance yeah. I've been thinking about that term in the last few days it's hard to describe these things and I think I spend a lot of time meandering between different um ways of describing what I do but mm. also being someone who changes those things all the time and so I struggle with finding a word and I will use the word composer if if the context is right for that but then I find myself like editing a bio fairly often for different things so yeah. sometimes I'm like a vocalist and I'll, I'll often use artist which I like but sometimes if it's a a program of other visual artists or something where there are dancers involved I'm not sure the artist really makes sense yes so you, you kind of return confusing. in that case to to something yeah. more musical like composer or yeah yeah um I wish I had a, a nice solution for it but the thing is I like to change and I like to explore and so it's kind of okay to keep shifting yes and how would you describe your music? Um, the word spacious comes to mind, but not necessarily spacious as in long duration pieces. I don't really do... In fact, I, I do the opposite. I often make quite short things. <laughs> um, but with fairly few sounds or materials, maybe. But again, this changes, so it's hard to pin it down. Do you, do you feel that you're, that you're part of 
any particular tradition do you I mean do you feel part of a classical music tradition or does it feel um, more hybrid than that no I, I don't think I feel part of the classical music tradition I think I suppose my main instrument is voice but I only when I was studying voice I basically studied it for like a year mm. or two it was during my when I was in sixth form before university and I sort of it quickly shifted into composition or improvisation with the voice and I mean I didn't study anything before 1900 <laughs> at Brunel where mm. I went to university so no I don't feel connected to that really I don't really know where I fit into there will be lots of places I'm not trying to say that I don't fit into anything but it's it's quite difficult to to work out where it is that I yeah yeah you feel it's quite hard quite to wordy to me write. I mean it feels I, I know you did you've done some work with a writer of words yeah last year I think it was yeah but also when your Facebook presence which that's is a true, terrible yeah. way to assess anybody but that's I no, it, yeah. that's a real poetry about the the little posts that that you yeah. make and so I I don't I don't know to what degree that that translates no, that, that into is, what you make but you yeah. it feels to me that you're very you're very connected to to words and um the Im- imagery of language yeah that's a nice way to put it yeah I think so I mean yeah I do make quite a few um poetic tweets they first appear on twitter and then they get shared to my facebook um yeah i really like twitter for that i think that i do i do see those things as as small works sometimes or of a documentation even like sometimes an instagram picture is is also in the same Mm. category like the program note for um Ju Lin's piece, which I'm performing tomorrow, is a screenshot of a picture she took that she posted on Instagram as a picture of something. Okay. So it's like several degrees yeah, removed. And it has a comment from me underneath that says something about it. And then the work has, has come out of a misunderstanding about that thing. Right. So yeah visual imagery and words and and places between those things that then seem to become works. And what was the word that you used right at the beginning? It feels connected to that. Did you say sparse? No, it wasn't sparse. Spacious, I Spacious. think. Spacious. Yeah. So, because I was thinking of frag- fragments and, mm-hmm. and maybe in a way that's where the spaciousness comes because there's, there's yeah. space between the fragments. It's not like a, a long thread of something. It's something more... Yeah, it's not long in time necessarily, but actually um, the process behind the performance, which sometimes is where I feel the work is, actually. Mm. Um, It does make make sense to me that your work could feel more process-oriented, though, than outcome-oriented. Definitely. And um, you just told me that you're going to be unveiling a couple of pieces by Cassandra Miller tomorrow mm-hmm. and she of course comes to mind yeah. when when I think of 
um, people that are focused on process, um, particularly her her recent work. So for me, it's really nice yeah. to nice to hear that you've been working together. It's a really nice process actually because there's an email exchange where I think the piece began. Mm. But it didn't begin until later on. But then something about one of well, one of the pieces out of the two. I thought, hold on a minute. There's a word here that's making me think of something. And so I searched in my inbox, and sure enough, there was an email from <laughs> a while ago where we talked about this thing that's in the title, um, and it was something that I said. I was talking about a, sh- uh, a show that I did in Leeds, my first ever solo set. I did two pieces, and they were both my pieces. Um, But I was describing a feeling of one of them to Cassandra via email, and and that kind of feeling ended up being what she wrote for me. Mm -hmm. And we actually talked a lot about my Twitter in her kitchen, (laughs) Um, and she said that she would quite like to find something without me knowing what it was, but kind of based on something that I'd said at some point. And the misunderstandings of what she thought yes. they were, as opposed to what I what you intended thought, them to be, yeah. yeah. And I didn't even know maybe what so I intended them to be. Also, a very personal work. I mean, per- yeah. person specific. Yeah. Very personal to you, and I suppose personal to to her. And I maybe should explain for listeners that don't know that Cassandra Miller is a Canadian composer based um, here in the UK at the moment in Huddersfield, and I have worked with her recently and she's a friend of us both yeah indeed so tomorrow we're sort of bit by bit Mm -hmm. revealing a program which consists of music by cassandra music by you yeah and music by jude lynn jude lynn um who's primarily a visual artist she does painting and sculpture and, and things between and around those things um and that piece is, is pretty special, I think. I feel like I don't know what the piece is, and I might know some more about it tomorrow after I perform mm. it. Um, and so, how did you meet Jude? Uh, we met, we um, shared the same studios as each other a few years ago. I had an upstairs space and she had a downstairs space in, in an old ballet studio, which was amazing in Huddersfield. Mm. We were both at the university, maybe even at the same time, but we didn't meet through the university. <laughs> she did a master's, I think, in art, and I did master's in composition. So, and actually, Jude was one of the um, is one of the few people in Huddersfield that has heard me sing because I'm quite shy with that. Um, and I used to sometimes upstairs in the studio in a lovely resonance space like this one do a few different things and and Jude used to comment sometimes so and I also wrote a piece for a show she curated with some others a a visual art show but I did I did a a piece of music really yeah we haven't worked together on a piece but we've kind of known each other's work and and been involved in shared uh, projects if not actually working together shared community Mm -hmm. as well of people um, I'd like to ask you actually a bit about the curation that you do mm-hmm. because I'm aware that you've been organising um, various events and yeah. so tell me about it. Um, 
The next event I'm co-curating is um, an event at the Electric Spring Festival um, at the University in Huddersfield. I have a curating collective called <laughs> um, Bacon Jam with the composer and friend um, Stephen Harvey. Yeah, we, we've been doing that for quite a few years now, I think 2013. We actually pretty quickly um, ended up curating concerts. We kind of felt that there wasn't really a place to present works. Mm. People were working on at Huddersfield, so it started like that, but now we're kind of branching out more into the community. We have done for the last few years, but yeah, the show at Electric Spring, um, it is exciting. A couple of times you've you've said that you're not sure whether the work is in performance or even in the process or in the documentation. And um, I wonder whether documentation has become an important part of your work because of the process-oriented thing or rather the opposite. I think bits of both. Um, the thing that first comes to mind is the fact that I don't have really any recordings or recordings that I share of things I do, actually. Mm. Um, but then I also quite like that because I think there's something really special then about hearing something live or... Mm. I don't know. I mean, if the opportunity was offered and there was a piece that made sense, of course I would record it, but as it stands, I'm not that interested mm. in that. Um, yeah, I've got things on SoundCloud as well. People ask me, you know, can I link to your SoundCloud or what you have on SoundCloud or I heard your SoundCloud and I'm thinking, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few old things there and there's a few maybe newer things. I don't know what I put, but... Um, yeah, there's a lack of it there. Maybe I should put a disclaimer up. <laughs> this is not where my work is. <laughs> but it sounds like your your work is... Your work is live, really. Yeah. And from what I know of it, it it really it really has that feeling about it. it. Needs it needs the intimacy and the fragility of of the the moment yeah. in the space. Yeah, and right. it it is very difficult to capture that. I think in a recording, and also oh, the, yeah, the, physica the physicality the the actual, the body moving the things yeah. or doing the things or making the sounds. I think that's... Yeah. There's a lot of music that this applies to, of course, but I... Yeah, of course. Um, that seems to me to be true of your music. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about notation. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I don't think I've talked to anyone else about notation okay. yet. Yeah, so... How does it work for you? Well, it, it doesn't really if I'm doing things like like this or if I'm performing something, it will just be notes or whatever. But if I'm writing for someone else, then, yeah, there is some notation. But um, I don't know. I haven't really done that in a long time. No, that's not true. I did it last year for, for Deer Tracks, the piece you mentioned earlier, in collaboration with the artist Sarah Bolton. Um, and the notation for that is, is a, well, there are two parts to it. Um, the first part, it's a Word document with some text. So text score, I guess. And then the second part is, is a kind of song. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I do write notes on paper, um, sometimes for myself, like musical notes, um, C-sharps and things. <laughs> um, Particularly, is that your favourite note? <laughs> no, it's actually a note I'm trying desperately to avoid. <laughs> um, okay. but it's, You're it's, avoiding C-sharps. Yeah. <laughs> As a final question, what would you wish for for new music if you fantasise about the world in which you create, the world in which you make music? Um, is, there, is there something that you wish for it? Yeah. Uh, to be more inclusive um, mm. as... You know, there's a lot of talk of this lately. Um, in terms of gender and people's backgrounds and and skin colour. I mean, sometimes things are even very expensive and I think that that mm. means people can't go. So I guess just a less of a divide maybe between different kinds of new music worlds, I don't know. don't know how to get there, but mm. we can try. Mm. Yeah. That's partly why I sometimes invite other women in as well, if I feel like, not for eavesdropping, because it's a women-based series, but if you bring in, if you can, if you bring in another woman, mm. you're doing something there mm. without being negative. Mm. Um, yeah, and um, I think a blend of different kinds of artists yeah. as well as there are a lot of constraints and things sometimes. Mm. So yeah, it's trying to resist those when you can. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's some food food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs>